Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. Hi, Lauren Grayson. Welcome to the show. And I'm joined today by Yael. Yael is a hybrid human with a specific mission to help humanity during this time of transition and upgrade. As an ambassador of hybrid technologies and a living portal to other dimensions, Yael, Yael innately balances and harmonizes space, returning to a state of neutrality. Operating with integrated crystalline DNA in a highly plasmic state, she channels access to other dimensions in real time. She embodies an extensive knowledge of sacred geometry, balance and harmony, and is experienced in reading and recalibrating the energy of portals back to their highest integrity. Yael uses technological understanding of the non-physical to activate and imprint the earth grids and the waters to return to their original state of neutrality. Now, this is a part two. So if you haven't listened to a part one, I really want to encourage you to actually stop this, go back and listen to a part one, and then come back and to listen to this because we are going to be doing a continuous conversation from our original conversation. Yael, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love it. I'm just so fascinated by everything that you said, because you're really making me look at things in a different way. And we're talking about subjects that I'm not familiar, too familiar with. So it's really, um, it's really fascinating, interesting. So today on the show, I wanted to kind of zero in a little bit more on the concept of other dimensions that we are living at multiple times at once, which I don't totally understand. And I'm hoping you can explain that. And then I did want to talk about the power of water because I do feel that, you know, water is a very precious resource. Um, it's something that, you know, I'm sure we've all read that it's something that is depleting potentially. Um, I'm wondering about the power of it, whether or not you also connect with other elements, but uh, I'd like to welcome you back on the show and let's just start off, Thank shall you. we, with the concept of dimension. Yeah. So how would you explain a dimension exactly? Yes. So a dimension is a vibrational frequency. So there are different frequencies that our energies interact with. There's different information. There's uh, different states of our beingness that interact at these different frequencies. So I know the mind wants to, to think okay, if these are concentric circles, we're in the third dimension and we move out into the 12th and 15th dimensions. And I think that's sort of the, you know, Newtonian physics that we've looked at. And now we're moving into the quantum physics that we, our brains are just starting to understand, but not understand. And there's some great 
texts out there, Richard Feynman, there's a, a ton of people who have been looking into the quanta and the, those tiny particles that are, we can't even see. And that's where we're understanding that our frequencies, our body is a multitude of frequencies. And not to get into levitation or shifting molecular structures of 3D things, uh, but that's how we do it. We connect to that frequency that allows us to either move up from the frequency that's sitting in this environment right now to levitate into that, or that we have different sort of fragments of our being, of our frequencies that are elements that are interacting with all these different frequencies where different geometric structures interact. And that's how our mind sees things is in, our mind learns in geometric structures, zeros, ones, twos, mathematical things. And we've learned to interpret that into the walls that I'm sitting around right now. We've learned to interpret that into the dance, into songs. So that's how we express these geometric structures. So we go from, and if you think of the chakras and the geometric structures that are in there, we go from two flowers all the way up. And so it gets more complex, the more, the higher dimensional we get. I'll right. stop there to see if if That's, I have a question, if I have a different entry level for our listener at home, seriously, if you haven't listened mm -hmm. to part one, you need to go back and listen to part one because um, I can't explain everything. Um, so, okay. That's fascinating because I actually had this conversation a little while ago and I was trying to explain what I, what I think about um, life here and, you know, what dimensions the angels are on and the flowers and the elementals. And like, I was trying to explain it in a way and it, it didn't make any sense. And I think that what I'm realizing is that sometimes to explain this stuff is really complicated when just on a level, you kind of get it. And then, but I like when you're talking about energy frequencies, because that makes sense in a way. I think that originally I kind of would explain it in the sense of like an onion and maybe the earth in, in the, is in the middle. And then when you go out to the other outer layers, there's like different dimensions that exist within that. And then you have to be at a certain frequency to kind of hit them. But would you kind of explain it that, um, that these energy frequencies or these dimensions are existing simultaneously you know, here. So I'm here in my office, you're um, at your home. And so the different dimensions and also are dimensions the same as planes, because that's another question, but um, that they're existing here at the same time. And it's just about our attunement level as to whether or not we notice. Yes. Whether we're, what, a, where are we tuning into in very simplistic terms, You've got your radio dial. I know we don't have dials anymore, but we used to have dials and you used to turn it and you had the fuzziness and then you turn it and you had, uh, you know, a Latin station and you turn in the next and you had, you know, pop. And so you're, uh, you're tuning into these different frequencies that are literally all around us right now. So fragments of each of us that are at different frequencies are experiencing this interaction in a different way with that level of information. And we can then bring that down if we wanna tune into that frequency. And there's not a necessary, I know there's all sorts of 
channeled information that talks about central columns of light and that allow that can allow us to you know techniques to allow us to attune to that frequency and it's not something that we can do the step-by-step -step manual in our frontal lobe with it's not a frontal lobe work it's about knowing this knowingness that all things are happening right now that we've had all of our beings because we're not just this one being when we break apart these fragments which goes back to our last conversation of you know uh stuart wilde breaking up into fragments and we can gather that information because that's out in these different dimensional energies rudolf steiner talks about a lot in a bunch of his books so that's a good i think jumping off place um, for people if they want to read some things but it's our fragmentary, our fractal natures. And fractals are basically repetitive structures that get more and more complex. If you look at them, mandalas, those are dimensional frequencies. Question, is that? Yes, do I look confused? <laughs> Not confused. Do I look contemplative? <laughs> I get, yes. okay, so what about past lives? Like, do past lives exist simultaneously as well? And you know what I'm also going to say too, because you're talking about the frontal lobe and that's just making me think about our human mind. And I think that sometimes, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you agree with this, but that sometimes our human minds, or at least my human, my human mind, but I should probably just speak mm -hmm. for myself, can't always come to grips with all of this. Like, you know, it's like, I want to make it logical and, yet it also mm -hmm. just becomes so magical and supernatural in a way also yeah. right yeah it wouldn't be possible if it was logical because then it would make a whole different structure it's got to take the it's got to be taking a leap and this is where we go back to the belief you had mentioned belief this is yeah. this is where we go back to belief and it's it's because it's not about belief that i'm going to manifest something it's the belief that i can make this leap beyond my current limitations ah, to a different reality right 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 so it's like i am capable of understanding is. this i believe i am mm -hmm. therefore i am right so and then i open my space up to how it could ah, interact with me okay because I have no idea how that's going to be because my brain doesn't construct it. It has to be put out there in order for the pieces to come together for it to become a reality that we can see. And that's why we say right. that it's already happened. That's why we say it's already happened. That's the past life thing. That's the future life. It, that's why everything is happening at the same time because once we see it, we've moved into a vision of reality that's this narrow. We've basically done what you do with the Schrodinger's cat, with you've dropped down and you've envisioned it so it's occurred. Right. Everything is possible until you observe, right? That's the observation experiment in quantum physics. When you observe it, you put its limitations on it and it becomes reality. It becomes these walls. These walls don't exist but i have narrowed my reality to see that i came into this room of walls to come into a room to yeah. exist therefore right so because you believe it is so therefore it is so it's kind of like that you know that idea when you believe it 
you'll see it. And then when you see it, you've changed it also. And it's like the quantum physics thing, you know, with, you know, that nothing is, is, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Solid, you know, that everything really is malleable mm-hmm. if you just believe it. But I guess because I say this mug of tea is solid, therefore it is, I can't change it because I don't believe that I could. Right. And that's mm-hmm. where it comes into that you can change states of matter. That's where bending yes. forks comes in. You know, that's where those things, because everything is just, a, everything is literally vibrating, right? Our cells are vibrating. Yeah. When illness and disease happen, our cells stop vibrating at the correct speed which is why we can really use subtle energy healing techniques to heal. But you have to have this understanding between the universe and the, the beings that are coming into contact with the healing, Mm. that that's where miraculous healings, that's where miracles happen. That's how they happen Mm. because it's a vibratory state that's being changed. Exactly. So back to the past life thing. So, you know, I believe I've had past lives. I know what some of those are. Um, I think our listeners at home probably, I, I know that you uh, mentioned in our last show that, you know, this is your first time here as a human. However, you do have um, experiences mm-hmm. in different Otherwise. forms. Yeah. So I guess yep. my question is, you yeah. know, if I have a past life of, of, you know, let's say a time where, you know, I was experiencing something, it, does that incarnation of myself, that piece of the whole, <laughs> Um, is that character for lack, um, character or part of my personality going through that now, or you can shift it. Okay. Yes. So you could shift that. So you go into trance, you go into hypnosis in order generally to be able to move past the, you know, rational mind to remember and verbalize these past lives and we only call them past lives because we're thinking in three-dimensional reality that we're living in this one moment right now now. right right so it seems like it's in a different time reality Ah. just in this exact moment and so we need something so past lives we call it that I think sometimes that's the harmful thing about the English language. It's limiting, but yeah, I feel like I just had a moment there. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the language that we use for it. So we can shift that. Yes. And it's coming up for you at that moment to have an experience with it, to have an opportunity to be, molding with it and playing with it and seeing how it interacts with this moment and being able to inform this moment it's just another way of information from the field that's very personal to you did it occur is it occurring Maybe, yes, probably, no, all of those at the same time. (laughs) Because right now we've brought it in to help you in this moment. Yeah. You didn't remember 10 minutes ago before you had the session with whoever it was. Well, there's things that I want to bring in about that past life, like wisdom and knowledge and stuff like that. Um, My question too here, so I kind of have, um, you know, 
I feel like we talked about in the last show that, you know, when you get new pieces of information, you kind of define sometimes your own, a new reality, right? But in my current state mm-hmm. of mind is that I believe that um, we are all energy and we are all connected. And I do believe that, you know, I was, uh, I am, you know, in this personality, but this part of my soul here is part of a bigger piece. So like, let's just say if we had to put it in terms of an apple, let's say, let's say the universe is an apple and me as this one person existing in this way is like, maybe like the smallest minute, like part of that apple, but because I'm a part of the whole that, that there are other tranches of the apple that are existing elsewhere and experiencing that. And so because of the English language, I'm trying to clarify and say, well, that these must be past life experiences because I can't explain Mm -hmm. it any other way. However, they could Mm -hmm. be simultaneously happening, which is why, you know, I live in this reality now. And if the, the impressions or the information I'm getting are from a different era, it would be confusing to me that it would been, it would be happening now. So I guess, (laughs) you know, is that how you see things as well? And then how does, you know, your experience in terms of coming from the ship and then being a hybrid human, like fit into that whole concept? Do you believe that we are all one, that energy is all connected? Or do you think there's like groups of energy, kind of like we talked about before with the different ships, for example? Both. There's both and all of it. Um, I... I know what it's like to be pure energy and to be in that there's, it's just this amazing, beautiful. And I think, and we call it this oneness of love, this communion of love. That's the terms that we've put on it here, the best we know how to, but the being a part of that, the same thing happens when we're not in this physical suit. So it is true. Yes. That we are separate. Even when we're the energy beings, we can, sort of diversify ourselves because I've also had in being just energy I've also been portal keepers I've had many lives as that energy being as well it's the same thing we have just decided to put on a suit to be able to have the somatic experience of it right and because I'm a human I'm trying to explain everything away which is not not always necessary, but it's necessary when you have a podcast and you're trying to talk about this stuff. Uh, Because otherwise we just do a lot of sitting and like hum, humming or something. That's exactly what I was gonna say. We would just sit by a river and watch it together and that would be the podcast. And people would just experience it. I used to think like, I wish I didn't have to like do a job. I would just want to sit at a coffee house and have people just come up and sit with me. Like why can't that be a job? Why can't that be a job? That seems like it just makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I just wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of counselors will say, well, that's what I do. Cause you know, they hold space for the person to work out their stuff. Yes. Um, I guess, you know, my yep. question is like, why are we here though? And what's the point and why with all the suffering? I mean, sometimes I find it very frustrating to be human and I find it very, like I mentioned to you in the last show, I don't want to come back. <laughs> You know, I want this Mm -hmm. to be my last Mm -hmm. go around. And I know, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I've read books where people are like, oh yeah, souls say that's their last go around. And then they go back and then they want to come back again. It's like, I really feel like I do not want to. So, you know, what do you, (laughs) what do you think it's all about? You know, what is the point? Is there a point? And then, you know, some people say, well, it's it's to experience. Well, what's the point of that? (laughs) 
I know we can go down all those rabbit holes. I, I mean, uh, I have a, a friend of mine that she's like, I've been studying now Vedic astrology and I just, every day I just go down more and it's been now it's been since she first mentioned it a year and a half. She's been doing, <laughs> she just constantly goes down the rabbit holes. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, and I, you know, I, I like human design in certain ways. And I think it's a good one right now that's come up um, that sort of helps us understand it, put frameworks on things. I don't know how familiar people are with human design, but there's some, you know, good information out there. But I think that's the, like, when your soul, like, is everyone asking that question? Not everyone's asking that question, believe me. Oh, yeah. But when you're asking that question, it's like, okay, I, what is this that's sort of bubbling and how do I flow and move with it versus the breaking apart of it? Like, how do I dance and relationship with this and i know there's some steps in between here that we're missing so how to become one with life instead of looking at yourself separate from it and i think the, that makes me what feel is it all about actually because it makes me feel like maybe mm. yeah i don't know it's interesting reaction because just when i said that i think mm. thank you for i know i've cut you off i apologize for that but um mm. I think that's a big part of it, isn't it? It's like the ego and the human wants to separate from one with life. Whereas if we are one with life, then we don't have these feelings of like not wanting to come back because everything just is as it is. And we're not trying to label things as good or bad or exist separate from, yeah. from the whole, right? Maybe that's a big part of like, when you become one with life, you feel like you fit in. Whereas when you don't, you feel like, mm. why am I here? Mm -hmm. and you're you're bouncing between the edges of the river you're flowing uh, and you're moving up as as when rivers are not uh changed to being pipelines they flow and move in this winding way and so they come up against edges and they move the soil up so that it becomes almost this edge and then they drop back down so there's this constant flowing and we want to come up against the rockiness like you're just coming up against. We want to come up against that different type of soil. We want to go down deep in the, the darkness because that is what allows the water and basically your water, 99% of your molecules by weight are water. That allows that to be living water that allows it because it's gained all of these ups and dropping back in so it's literally that movement that is life that you're experiencing throughout this podcast is the mm. going in and we you know had these moments of where we were like in it and one and then we dropped in and now like what is it about so <laughs> we're experiencing that flow of life through the podcast yeah as well yeah and i guess like what i've been really aware of too in the last year since you know listening to a lot of abraham teachings is about how the emotions can really help you know if you're flowing with the river or not mm, yeah. do you use your emotions as a guidance system to tell you whether or not you're one with life or whether or not you're up against the rocks and it's not an easy ride absolutely 
And, you know, there's times when I want to jump off the ride and coming up against it feels too much. And I want to sort of just dive underneath, but yeah. that's all part of the process as, as well. I remember actually there's a, a Abraham channeling that she does that is exactly that the boat trying to paddle up there's a yeah. she has an exact quote of that and that's yeah. that's it and it it doesn't mean that having the paddling up is the wrong thing it just means that we we learn to understand it as part of the whole that's how we know we're part of the whole is that we're not only just separate as one we know that we're experiencing all the parts of it. Sometimes we're paddling up, sometimes we're paddling sideways, sometimes we're paddling down. That's how we know that you're one line in that apple, you're part of an entire apple because you now experience all the parts of the apple. Mm. Past lives, you're, you remember. That's the remembering of the whole, of the I'm a part of the whole versus the one, it's the whole and then the oneness, the whole and then the oneness. Mm. And we move like a jellyfish with that flowing pattern. And it's our capacity to do that and to continue to expand how much and how big we can do that with. I mean, I was just working with someone the other day and we were at the point where I was like, you need to make yourself bigger. You need to expand exactly where you are to, to hold this energy that you've extended into. You need to actually do the physical expansion now because we've expanded your capacity to feel the edges even wider. And now you need to expand your energy and your physical capacity for that as you're walking in the world. So how would you do that? You don't mean like physically making your body bigger. No, but there, no. Obviously, <laughs> that would be tough. But, and here's where we go back to the alien memes is like, now you like, this whole huge head comes out the side and then you feel right. weird looking because you have two heads. You're like, don't Why? just ignore me. I've expanded beyond this body. That's a great me. Someone should make that meme. There's like two heads. Don't, 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 just ignore me. I'm expanding beyond this body. That's a perfect thing. Someone should make that. That's exactly what happens. And then you know, when the people walk by you that get this, they see that, oh yeah, you're not just in this body. They know that you got that alien head out there. And that's like, yeah, yeah. And you know, and that's how you draw your people in that you feel connected with mm. and that you feel see you because they see your extra alien head. Right. So that's what I was going to say. You're not necessarily talking about a physical that we can see extra alien head, but you are saying that by you evolving within self, you're putting almost out those antennas and then other people that are on the same frequency uh, mm -hmm. as you will start to attract you. And then yep. together you, you raise and, and you grow. Um, how do you believe like are people born in this way that they want to be self-aware and then they want to grow? Like, why is it that some people are like that and some people are not? Is it to kind of show us the the different edges, if we're going to use the river analogy of, of life, that there are all these different types of people uh, and it allows us to see, you know, it's the whole idea of, um, you know, you have to come to earth to experience um, light and shade, because if you didn't experience mm -hmm. shade, you 
wouldn't understand mm -hmm. light. And so you, if you grew right, up with right. light all the time, then you wouldn't know that shade was a thing or light was a thing until mm -hmm. you experienced that, this opposite of that. Right, right. I, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't want to be aware. I think there's just parts of people that we don't see. And some people see those parts in them. I, you know, my, my partner's brother, and I think that he was probably like, my, they like live the milk toast life, but you know what? She sees parts in him that are growing and expanding and aware that aren't for me to see. Right. And okay. there are parts in everyone, but we're not all meant to see all those parts of there. So there are parts in every single person that are meant to grow. Right, right. But it may not be in that person's highest benefit for me to see that, for me to see that. Right. But it is yeah. for someone else because I'm going to learn from the ones that I need to. Right. And that made me think of, you know, sometimes, you know, it's that whole thing, like what people think of you is none of your business. Sometimes other people's lives are just none of our business either. We're responsible for our own right. life here. And so, you know, if we were right. so preoccupied with the lives of like everyone else, we would be missing our own, our own journey. We'd be missing the moment we've been, you know, wouldn't be paying attention to this conversation if we were, you know, worrying about 55 people that we don't even know, for example, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you right. know what I'm saying when we're, you know, the news exactly. inundates us and all that. Do you think that there's any validity um, to be had in fear? Well, I don't watch the news, so because oh, um, <laughs> it makes me feel, it makes me crazy. That's what I know about myself. Yeah, I don't know if any. I mean, for me, none of those things matter or are valuable for me. Yeah. Um, and fear is a frequency that allows our nervous system and our energy body to become heightened. Could it? Could we stay in that state? Yes. Is that valuable? No, because any state that we stay in for long periods of time isn't valuable because we're not moving in and out of state change. That's why water is so powerful. It's the yeah. only element that has state changed like that. And so many state changes. You're right. Four state changes. And it's constantly moving and it's got 72 anomalies to it. But unless we're changing states, it's all the things are valuable because they just allow us to have different frequencies. What, what is about fear is when we take it and solidify it as a pattern in our physical bodies and in our energetic bodies that stops the flow mm. that's when it's the a blockage problem. it's like there's so mm -hmm. many fabulous metaphors that we're using here that are all about mm -hmm. water right it's like okay so you you've got this river and it's flowing and life is mm -hmm. good and then all of a sudden there's fear mm -hmm. and it's like this giant boulder in the middle of the river and now things just aren't flowing mm -hmm. in the same way <laughs> And that's the key. They're just not flowing in the same way. Does the river get up and say, my God, I'm in fear now. My, like, what is going on? No, it changes the way it starts to flow. And, you know, over time that affects the blockage because, you know, we've got the, the Taoist saying that it, 
water flowing over starts to smooth the rock. This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light magic and miracles within. Now I'm moving in a different way. It learns to move in a different way. It does create ripples. It does create current. It creates, uh, you know, the white parts of, it does create all that. Every time the wave crashes, it creates a different state of it. And it's about how we flow through those state changes of life. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. How do we flow? Let's talk about water now, just before we kind of wrap up here. Um, you know, I was going to ask you originally, you know, why water? Where are the other elements? But, you know, I can kind of just, I guess I'm making an assumption here, but, you know, with all the metaphors that you use and, you know, even talking about the four state changes, there seems to be a real passion and a real kind of, I want to say a real fire when you talk about water, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always loved fire but I love water, like swimming and and oceans and lakes and rivers and stuff like that. Have you been drawn to water from the beginning or was it a relationship that you developed over time through your swimming and and the like? Always. I barely had any pictures when I was, I have like one photo album of like six photos of me as a child. But the first one is me in a bathtub looking up. It was like, that's exactly like, that's happy place (laughs) it's been from the beginning and i think you'd mentioned before we're actually not there all the water that we have on the planet always stays the same we still have the same amount of water that when this planet was created as we have now still the same amount of water a lot of it isn't usable but the usable parts are water has memory you know there's we talked about that's the emoto piece that there's and there's been a few other people um a couple other people before him that have done studies he just there's a dark microscopic study that's been done veda austin is a photographer who most recently has done some interesting things Mm -hmm. where you freeze water and see so it holds because it can because how water changes its anatomic structure it's constantly breaking its bonds it comes together breaks comes together like billions of times a millisecond it's doing this. So its understanding is constantly changing. And then when it holds in a particular structure, because we have structured water, it can hold and it's generally in a fullerene shape, which is Buckminster Fuller, if anyone's interested in that. It's sort of a soccer ball shape. It creates the structure where we can, and this happens in our cells, where we can house information. And that's actually how all of these patterns that we talk about, traumatic patterns, energetic patterns, hold in our cellular structure is through the water structure around and within the cells, which is where hydration comes in. It's not that we're, yeah, go ahead. I can, I think you're muted. Yeah, I just realized I started talking then I went, oh, I was gonna cut you off, but I was on mute anyway. So apologize for that. So is that no, your fascination with water is also because we are made up of so much water? And, and then we, if we're not intentional yeah. about the power of water, then we're not intentional about almost our own ourselves. Here? Yeah. 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 I mean, it is the power that we have in this vehicle. We're missing it. 
we've gone off track and we, there's a lot of great things we like we're studying pyramids we're studying all those sacred geometry but there's sacred geometry within the structure through water that right. we're missing the opportunity to use that to heal and so that's you know there's very it's such a small group of sort of science of water ritual of water the culture of water there are water keepers you know that we don't know much about and this is oh. of super i mean 70 percent of our world is it why aren't we using it as a technology more than we are you know we don't even know when we're dehydrated because feeling dehydrated like right now my mouth is dry. This is a like, I'm dehydrated even more. Like this is the last sign of dehydration. Your cells are so dehydrated. And Zach Bush, mm. if anyone knows, look him up, great, uh, works with the biome, medical doctor. He's got, he talks a lot about this as well, is like, what is, what is true hydration? Hydration is cellular hydration, not just this feeling of, is my mouth dry or not? That's a whole other right. thing. But water, we're missing the opportunity to use it. So I guess I'm wondering, like, number one, how much water do you think people should be drinking on a regular basis? And number two, when you're ingesting water, when you're swimming in water, when you are around water, I would imagine you live near water, just knowing you, I know you're in LA, I don't know which part. Um, do you put an intention into your water? Kind of like that study, like lately I've been using sparkle magic. So I, I'm aiming to put sparkle magic in anything that I, that I do. Do you have the same sort of intention when you're consuming water? Sometimes I'm, you know, I vary things so much. I, I can never keep a routine of like, I have never done the same sport for a long time. Like I never keep a routine. So sometimes okay. I absolutely do. Most of the time when I'm in water, that's when, when I'm in moving water specifically, that's when I'm, it's the, like I can be in a plasmic state this way, but being in there, immediate plasmic state, all of the information comes through everything like that's how i easily go into a plasmic state and gather all of this these fragmentary informations yeah into this body and it's just really like i've also lived in portland for a very short period of time and i just couldn't even get direction i because there's no ocean or we didn't live near an ocean it's like i can't even drive around here i don't know the ocean is my navigation like uh. i can feel it and i could i even get i've used that google maps all the time i couldn't get around so it's it's a directional piece because i can feel that so you know and i don't like to give there's no generalization because everyone physically like if i'm going to say drink half of your body weight which is our general thing um there's so many other pieces to that right uh, because what if someone's got something with urology happening like i'm not gonna yeah give and they're someone gonna drown that. their lungs because they drink too much water or something it, yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Part of it is like, eat, eat your hydration. There's a lot uh, of foods that are built on water versus just drinking it. I do always drink a lot of water at the beginning. Right when I start my day, I have <clears> that. And I do a lot of coconut water, you know, oil and yeah. things. Hydrating foods is a big piece of this. Mm. Looking in the structured water, when you move something through, and Victor Schoberger is a, huge water he's dead now but 
the way that he's looked at water and moving it through shifts the molecular pattern of it so it can be more stable. When it becomes more stable, that's when the information can be held in there and we drink that and bring it into our bodies. So even just with that, it's sort of this, you know, spiraling, swirling effect that creates structured water for ourselves. Mm. But yeah, generally, you know, generally, it, you can try and drink half of your body weight, but I would do it with, with an intention in there. I would really, you know, and I talk to people about hydration. We do sessions on that. I think that's an important piece. So there's a lot more nuance to it than just yes. a general, how much did you drink? It's pretty mind. hard <laughs> to yeah. talk about something like this in, you know, 10 minutes or something like that. I don't, I get that. Yeah. Or in general without no, like, that's why I think it's a personal, like I yeah. have these journeys with people with it to make yeah. it very personal because it is, and it creates your story with it and your ritual with it. Part of it is making a, a ritual out of it. I mean, it's been in civilizations, every civilization lived near water source. I mean, we don't now, we push it into pipes, but yeah. there was a reason for that. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty lucky. I have rainwater tanks, which is pretty cool where I live. Um, awesome. One of the things that you talked about is that you can help, you know, humans to access other dimensions. Is that through water as well? And were you kind of basically talking about that water kind of um, quiet? It almost quiets mind. You talk about the plasmic state, but you know, if we were to mm -hmm. say it in a in a different way, it kind of almost quiets the mind. And mm -hmm. the water is also the element of intuition and of emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, is that sort of the yeah. thinking around that? Yeah, I mean, I do it. I work with people in the water. I also work with people just dialoguing and going on these, you know, we will talk through, we do some trauma work, we do a lot of different types of work, and then we'll also do some journeying. Um, and yeah, that is because water doesn't hold space or time. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's infinite as opposed to other elements are finite. And so it allows you to shift into that state of, you know, the theta state or your mind quieting. So that in going back to the first thing we talked about, going back to really hearing and not having all of the noise mm. because the quietness allows you to not have the noise so you can discern what resonates for you. Yeah. And this is the first thing we talked about in the last one. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. Well, we're just about to wrap things up. I had one final question for you. I was just wondering whether or not you pay much attention to the cycles of the moon, considering their effect on water. I know there's different scientific studies of that. I've never been, I mean, I love the astrological piece and, you know, new moon, full moon, elemental fires. I've just, uh, I've, I've never, it's not been a direct connection for me necessarily. Hmm. I think because in the galactic sense, I am like, I'm here with the water. And I think that's what the moon is sort of the outer edges of this planet, but I would rather be in the actual water itself here versus the, the moon itself. Um, yeah, it's never, it hasn't necessarily been a big connection for me because oh. I'm sort of traveling in all the galactic realms outside of there. But it's more than just the moon, Lauren, duh. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thank you, Yael, so much for being on the show um, a second time. I've got to say, what a fascinating conversation. Is there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners at home? Um, maybe even want to give a brief summary on the services that you do offer. I'll put a link to all that, of course, in the show notes, but yep. I'm happy for you to take it away. Great. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, I love working with people in all these different levels. If I'm with someone and they're local, I, you know, I love traveling around doing sacred water ceremonies with people doing specific individual sessions. I do a lot of zoom sessions where people come like, this is what's going on. And we'll move through a path of deconstructing basically those limitations. I generally work with people who, you know, have done the, some of the work who are ready to take it to the, this next sort of expansive level. So if that's what people are, you know, looking like, yeah, I'm, I'm here and I've done this work and I've got this foundation because what we'll do is I will throw people into this space just as sort of we've done. And then the next space is they'll just start to take it away. Cause I can guarantee you as, as you sort of move through the rest of it, you'll be expanding and creating your own relationship with everything we've talked about. And that's exactly what I work with people on. They'll go off and do that. They'll come back and we'll, we'll have that, that relationship. So that's, that's what I do. And I have people like people know when they're ready to come to me basically. So awesome. Thank I love you. It. Yeah. Well, thank Thanks you so much for on. sharing your gift with the world and uh, spending all this time with me as well. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.